The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to my brother, my brother, mean advice show for the modern era. What a thrill it is to be back. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm your oldest brother. I'm your middleest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm the nasty man. It's, uh, hey guys, it's me, the nasty man. Is nasty man a 30 under 30 media luminary? Yeah, the nasty man, they didn't take that away. When I became nasty man, I emailed Forbes just as a courtesy, like, hey, are you going to strip my title? Are you going to put an asterisk up there? Are you going to lower my, my banner and burn it in the ceremonial fire? And they said, no, nasty man. And I thought that was sweet that they did call me the new name. Uh, they said, no, nasty man. You can stay on the list. And they updated the website. So now it says uh, the nasty man. It actually says Griffin McElroy, and it's all the same. And there's an, a huge asterisk. I mean, like comically huge asterisk. Uh, and it says, just a fair warning, ladies and germs, he's a nasty man. Yeah, and it says germs in, like, uh, Comic Sans to let you know that that part is, in fact, kind of a joke. Because I'm all, yeah. I, uh, I got the bronchitis, gang. I got it deep down, down, deep in my lungs. Hey, deep in my lungs. And it's bad. And did you know that when you're a professional podcaster... You really just can't get bronchitis. It's like real. It's really like can't. you're really not supposed to do it. And so uh, when I saw the big uh, bronchitis hose hanging off of that abandoned warehouse, and I was like, "I'm gonna take a huff on that." I should have mm-hmm. known that it would have been a, a mistake, but I I didn't. In curiosity, made the cat get bronchitis. It's funny. I've I've been on a course. Uh, my wife got. Uh, she has a name at Sydney. Uh, my wife got the flu because she works at the f- the flu store, <laughs> pretty much, and she got a, the flu and she brought it home. So I went on a prophylactic dose of Tamiflu. So I was taking one Tamiflu a day, and that's very um, funny. Like we should talk about the fact that it does sound like you're talking about a rubber or a Jimmy cap. It is hysterical, yeah. Um, so I, I'm taking that, and it's the closest I've ever had to having a superpower. Like I'm mm. just wandering around town. I see a sick person. And I run up and I embrace them. Yeah. Like, because like, they haven't had touch. I would love in a, while. a big embrace. I do. Right of, now. Cor- I, of course, ask consent first. Yeah. And then I give them a huge bear hug. I just say, like, it's going to be okay. And they're like, but Justin, no, don't. Oh. And then I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I also have a, a, like, a sinus infection, which is really cool. And what's really cool and is cool about it is that right now, I, I don't know, 15 minutes ago, Took my cough syrup that did have codeine in it, and I did take a Sudafed, the Max Strength 24 Hours one, because I do not fuck around. That real Walter White shit. And so my brain isn't one. For the most part, the two lobes are like the left side's team codeine, and it's like, let's just chill. And the right side is team Sudafed, and it's like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. 
And so I'm excited for what the nasty man's going to bring to this episode. Travis, how's your health? Oh, my health is great. I'm uh, recording this from a hotel room in San Francisco for San Francisco Sketchfest. Got any lotions? What? Lotions. Do you have them from the hotel? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to steal those lotions. Um, I My voice is a little rough, but not from sickness, just from just laughing okay. and screaming in joy. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Trav, you big shithead. Um, well, I also your- I have something so important to tell everyone, girlfriend. Lean in. Everybody lean in. You don't want me that close to you, bud. The hotel room I'm in is 420. No. No, they, yes. you did it. It's the dream. I did it. I'm in the lead number. I live in it now. What was your exact reaction when they told you? I think I just kept saying, really? Really? Like a child <laughs> who had just come downstairs on Christmas to find an Ewok Village playset below the tree. Is How many it? people at the Sketchfest did you tell your ho- find an excuse to tell your hotel room, but in a not e- creepy way? Like it no, sounds like a proposition. Everyone, you know? everyone was very jealous, legitimately. Like yeah. I think just because I'm here with so many like stand up comics and performers who are like, and you know they love weed, yeah. Well, and not only that, true. but if I had the go to punchline of I'm in the weed number, mm. I, they would use it. But I, here I am using it on my my recorded whimsical podcast. My brother, my brother, and me. Yeah, I mean it's a surefire hit. I can't. I don't know if you can tell from our response of just like bust and <laughs> chuckle chuckle over nuts here? over here. But um, yeah, it's a surefire. Really, they use that number. You know, the weed one? I would think it would, would be like the 13th floor. Like when they skip, yes, when they skip the Whoa. 13th floor, you'd think they would do that. And it's like, we can't put the weed number in here. Yeah. That's too funny. Anyway, so this is uh, going to be a real episode of uh, content. So should we do that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. Nobody's going to say by the time they get to the end of the episode, they won't be able to say, well, that wasn't an episode of a podcast. I think it'll be pretty undeniable that what we've done here is put together a real podcast episode in terms of content. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I recently moved to my Michigan. Wife. Where- <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, nasty man. Uh, my wife and I recently moved to Michigan where it is very cold in the wintertime. Heard that. To Shut up. To keep warm, my wife made a sweat dress, which is a full-length dress made entirely of the material used to make sweatshirts and sweatpants. Is very warm, but we are not sure whether it is appropriate to wear to work. Is my wife's new gray sweat dress appropriate work attire, or is it just a pajama dress? And that's oh Andrew from Ann Arbor. Um, last night, because of all the football that happened, and it was apparently very good football. Yeah, uh, a lot uh, TDs all over the place. I heard at least eight teams one get the, mentioned, which seemed wild to me. Yeah, and because of the football, everything on all the channels was delayed like a half hour. And so that's why I was accidentally watching Shark Tank. Uh-huh. And uh, Juicy watches that. I know you like to get up. I, I know you like every to swim. App, baby. You swim with the fishes. There was a gentleman who pitched a product there. And uh, fuck me, I guess it worked, because here we are mentioning it on our nationally syndicated podcast. Which, by the way, I'm so glad we finally got syndication. You know, that's where the money is. There was a gentleman who pitched a product that was called Dude Robe. And it was kind of this. Oh, no. It was sort of like fleece-lined robe hoodie line, and it was called Dude Robe, which I thought was not inclusive in the way that I, I like my products to be. It mm. sounds like you kind of have developed a, 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 a an alternative to Dude Robe, and I'm very much into that. Now, I will say the Sharks did pass on Dude Robe, so if you're looking for sort of commercial viability of your new product, 
And if their if their acumen is to be trusted, I I don't think there's much of a profit future for you. Is it appropriate to wear to work? I mean, is it the material or the cut? Yeah, the cut is so important. Uh, is it a you know a a I know nothing about dresses. Oops, cocktail dress. You know that's one. Wedding is another. <laughs> Yeah, that's another. I don't think it's a sweat wedding dress. Although I would be very into that sort of cash approach to matrimony. Dude, a pajamas wedding, please hook please. me up. If I'm staying up past, you know, 11 anyway, then I would love to just be in my off-court buddies ready for this sack. I love your ingenuity or your wife's ingenuity here, though. Mm-hmm. I think this could really take off. You think she, it's not about whether or not. Here's the thing. Don't wear it to work because your new job is sweat dress. Yeah. Your new job is promoting and selling this apparently commercial, commercially unviable product. And I'm a little worried about that. The real I, issue I, is that this gentleman wanted $220 for each dude robe, which oh, no. seems like a lot, sir. Yeah, I'm not going to pay that much for... I wouldn't pay $10 for a product if it was called Dude Robe. If it was just dude called... Dude Anything. Dude Anything is a tough a tough putt. Dude Repellent. Maybe I would buy My, that. Yeah. I will also say, Andrew, uh, you and your wife, I think, need to do a little brainstorming. Because I think maybe sweat dress doesn't, doesn't trip off So I was going to say this, Travis, and then I started thinking, like, if you think about it, sweatpants is like... That's gross. It's yeah. It's I mean, really it's gross. It's but it's the nasty established at this point. It's a little late for us to change sweatpants. It's established, but it's like if you think about it for just a second, and that's what we're all about here. I'm my brother, my brother. I mean, sort of like deeper, di- like diving deeper into the things that we just sort of pass by. Sweatpants. That's gross. Yeah, it sounds like a some sort of rag you would use for cleaning. And that's why it is the nasty man's favorite sort of garment. Um I love this though. Can you just staple on no like a normal dress fabric to the outside of it and then it's your dark secret? And if the answer is yes, then my follow-up question is, can you come to my house and do that to literally every piece of clothing that I own? Because yes, well, sweatpants is a nasty word. It is the it's the be, it's the one you want to be wearing. What about what about some embroidery or maybe some bedazzling could happen there to sort of kick it up a little bit so you keep the comfort factor, but it's also like a little like maybe you use gemstones to write the word fancy. Ooh, on and it. that's okay. how you know a clothes is fancy, Justin. Yeah, and I'm glad you I brought this you. up. And that's why at the Met Gala, it's fancy, fancy. It's like Juice Newton all up in that place I, speaking of the Met Gala maybe we just get Heidi wearing one Can of these we, things I need to stop for a second and figure out why you said the words Juice Newton a second ago <laughs> I, I also <laughs> was wondering this Can, no don't help him <laughs> why what was Juice Newton's sort of contribution was it a phonetic sort of fun you were having or was there a deeper level that maybe just kind of whizzed over my head? What was sort of the idea with saying no, words did Juice I, Newton? And I guess the real question that's on the tips of everyone's lips is that I confused Juice Newton and Reba McIntyre. How would... Okay, she did okay. fancy. Okay. Yes. Yes. See? Thank you, Nasty Man. We got inside the bit. So happy what to was finally Juice have that Newton? one. What was here. Juice Newton's jam? Juice Newton's jam. Uh, I just Googled Juice Newton's jam. F- guys... 
Should we delay the episode recording of the podcast? Juice Newton, best song. Queen of Hearts. (laughs) Playing with the Queen of Hearts. That one was what I was thinking of. Anyway, you guys want a Yahoo? Uh, Sure, yeah. Juice Newton's a very talented performer. And this is a very talented Yahoo that was sent in by the delivery man, (laughs) Seth Carlson. Thank you, Seth. It's Yahoo Answers user Skyler asks, Can a ghost charge a phone? Asking, because people who live in my house claim we have a ghost here. I usually charge my phone with a wireless charger, so I get a notification when I place it on the charger. I was standing in the doorway of the room where the ghost resides, and that's in quotes, and suddenly and randomly I get a pop-up about my phone connected to the wireless charger, and then fades as it detects the charger is off. However, my phone was in my hands as I was browsing the net. Or This is a real person, by the way, and they did say browsing the net. Did a ghost energy charge my phone as it walked by, or is it just weird technical malfunction? Well, of the two, I think you got to lean ghost on this yeah. one if you're applying a, a skeptical eye. I mean, those electronics cost a lot of money, and I, it seems weird that they would just malfunction. Uh, I remember watching the movie Contact, but only kind of watching it. And there was a whole bit in there about Occam's Razor. And I wasn't paying attention to it. But I think what it meant is that the ghost did charge the phone in this one. And can I say what a friendly specter that would, like, I would want that specter. I would want to, you know, maybe not murder somebody in a terrible passion, which is how ghosts get born. But I will say, like, there have been times where I've been at, like, a music festival or at the airport and I forgot to charge my phone where I could use a little, you know, a little Casper floating around my my Samsung and making mm-hmm. sure that it gets juiced up. Now, that brings up a question, though. Is it platform agnostic? Is Are there certain ghouls that charge Samsung devices? Are there certain geists that charge uh, Apple devices? I mean, I think the key here was introducing wireless charging. Because ghosts are wireless. So they hear that and they're like, well, I can, I can fuck with that for sure. Let me see. Not old, not old can ghosts, you, though. Old ghosts imagine? have sort of an... They got sort of an iron lung situation where they do need to be plugged into the wall to go. Can you um, imagine being and a that's ghost? That's why a lot of like, times you you know you'll be watching Ghost Adventures and they'll be like, "Oh, see that extension cord just kind of whipping around." That's an old old ghost. Can you imagine the frustration of being a ghost who like you have been charging someone's phone for them and then they come home and like Apple has changed like the charging outlet on the phone and you're like, oh, <sighs> "What?" But no, I'm not. I'm not compatible with lightning chargers. Fucking Joni. What am I supposed to do now? I'm just going to knock over some dishes. <laughs> stinker. <laughs> what stinker? I'm going to smash dishes till you get a new Samsung. I love the Samsung devices. It's more open platform. Don't give Tim any more money, Tim Cook. <laughs> Ghosts are more compatible with the Samsung platform. It's just the freaking truth, people, because Tim locks it up so you can't play all your you know emulators and stuff. Ghosts, Ghosts love can't it. get in it. Ghosts can't get in it. This was definitely a good spectral activity. I don't know what else to say. I'm so convinced of it now. It, was, yeah. it, it wasn't a fluke. This is a dead person that got in there and helped you out with a few extra percentage points that you needed to get through the day. It's bad enough that Tim made it waterproof, so no squish ghosts can get into it. Like, all the wet ghosts that are around, they can't uh-huh. get into your phone at all. What if they need to get in there to help solve a crime for some well-meaning neighborhood kids? They can't get in it. 
what if Ghost Rider got to your phone and was like, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of pornography on here. I don't actually, I don't actually want to help with this anymore. Why is the symbol for Waze a ghost? This is just a thing I've always wondered. The app Waze, the yeah. little icon is a ghost with wheels. Never understood it. Is that it a, an app? It used to be that like, way. With it was a ghost a, it, in it? No, it was a car. And they're freaking ghosts. Did the car crash and turn into a ghost? Another possibility. <laughs> Do cars have ghosts? We can't even start to bust into that one. But yes, especially Teslas. <laughs> All electric hybrid cars, extremely haunted. But that's how you Very get to drive haunted. from you know San Francisco to Phoenix on one charge. You have four or five ghosts sort of pit crew in you there inside the trunk of the one. So here's my question. I'm walking around my everyday life. Then I die. No. I I know, but in a terrible fashion with lots of unfinished business. And I become a ghost. So my question is, does that mean that now, right now, sitting here, I have a ghost inside me, and so everyone is haunted? Oh, wow. And now we've gotten to it, folks. 300-some episodes in. the The big philosophical one. Is all of us haunted with a literal ghost inside of us, just waiting to jump out and do a scare when we die? No, and the right? answer is the answer is probably. the The answer is probably. All the great theologians and philosophers throughout time agree. Descartes, um, <laughs> the other ones agree. There's definitely a little ghost in there, and is it scary? Is it definitely it's, or probably? Is it probably or definitely? Yeah, probably. That's what when uh, when on Descartes' deathbed he was like, "Here it probably comes," and then he died, and then a ghost probably came out. You are okay, uh, Griffin. With all due respect, that's all nonsense and hogwash and bullshit. Ghosts are not piloting our bodies. Ghosts are created from somebody dying in a terrible passion. Mm. So you don't you don't automatic. It's like a chemical. You know, with eggs, uh huh. Like, if you have it, imagine an egg. Okay, wait, okay? give me a second. Give me a second. Let me get there. Let me imagine egg. Uh-huh. Hold on. Yum. Okay, ima- imagine an egg. Okay. Uh huh. Wait, hold on. Am I still imagining the first egg, or am I imagining a second egg? So this is the same egg. Okay. Mmm, yummy. You. Crack the egg and crack it into a bowl, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. I was picturing a hard-boiled egg. Can we start over? Can we start yeah, over? Yeah, start over. Go get a fresh one. Okay. Bring it back out. Okay. <laughs> what should I do with this What should I do with this fucking first egg, though? Because I can't just have a bunch of eggs rattling you around my your brain. keep your egg. Your egg was fresh oh, good. and organic. So keep your egg. And Travis has got a new one. Mine's right? a turtle so, egg. Should I have said that? Any egg is fine. Let's say it's a chicken egg. Any egg uh, will do. Okay, so... Crack the egg into a bowl. Slow Wait, down, slow uh, down. Justin, baby turtle came out. Is this the analogy? <laughs> no, it, it, no, it didn't. It's a chicken egg. Just like play along with me. Yes, here, okay? but yes. you didn't Just tell me to picture a this bowl. Isn't, let, let me warn you now. This isn't that funny. So if we prolong getting to the end of it, like. There's not, it's not going to be worth the payoff. So you just have to let me just talk you through this. Okay. So okay, you crack an okay. egg into a bowl. Okay. okay. Got it. And you take the shell and you throw it in the trash, right? Or you compost it. It's up to you. I don't know your setup. Did you do that? Yes. Um, yeah. Let me imagine okay. a trash can. Okay. Okay. So what's in the bowl? Egg. Egg. An egg, right? Yes. Okay. So that's weird. 
All right. You guys want a Yahoo? Because <laughs> if you think about it, uh-huh. it was an egg when it had the shell on it. You crack it into a bowl. In the bowl, you have an egg. Yeah. But it doesn't have a shell. So which is it? Yeah. So, And I think ghosts are kind of like that. Okay, I, but um, hold on, Justin. You have just proven my point, which is the egg is inside the shell the whole time. And so what you're saying is these fleshy sacks in which we live are the shell, and the ghost is the human. I'm saying it's a prison. I'm saying our bodies are prisons for ghosts. Okay, because you started this saying that ghosts were not just in there piloting us around, but rather now you're saying they're trapped. You shut down any meet Dave jokes that we could have made, which was fucking selfish of you. Yeah, but then I listened to my egg thing, and I was Uh like, fuck, that's a good point. Um, (laughs) Maybe that is. Hey, speaking of eggs, um, I think that maybe we should take a second and explore some farm wisdom, farm wisdom. If you crack an egg into a bowl, it's still an egg. Farm wisdom. Welcome to Farm Wisdom. Nice. It's a segment on the show that we do when people send in farm wisdom. And this one was sent in by Becca Finn. Thank you, Becca. And um, I guess before we get started, a quick straw poll from uh, you, my brothers, in the audience. And it's appropriate for farm wisdom. Yeah. Oh, good. So put straw in Comic Sans so you know it's a joke. And the question I have for you, Justin and Travis, um, just straw poll, hands up, yes or no vote, is if horses have fingers... Hmm. No, they have they have hooves. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Well, Becca says in the spirit of collaborating and thinking about these beautiful horse f- friends pulling carts, I thought you'd like to know a little bit about their legs. I come from rural Vermont, so I'm familiar with a lot of farm wisdom. But finding this out today fucked me up. Yeah, by the way, heads up, this is gonna fuck you right up. Horses' legs are giant fingers. The reason they have such poor health outcomes after breaking or otherwise injuring their legs is because their legs are actually hyper-specialized fingers. Similar to human fingers, there's very little muscle supporting the bone, just a lot of cartilage and tendons and whatnot. Uh, This is from a Quora uh, thing about if horses have fingers. And the answer is, horrifyingly, yes. The carpus is called the knee, but it is anatomically the wrist. From the carpus down, the horse has just three finger bones. The large one in the middle is called the cannon bone, and it goes all the way to the fetlock joint which looks like the horse's ankle. The two vestigial finger bones descending from the carpus and providing lateral support to the cannon are called splint bones. The part you might think of as the horse's foot is called the hoof. I didn't really need that part. Uh, the hoof wall is a particularly tough fingernail material with sensitive tissue beneath it, just as your fingernail has, and the smallest part of the phalanx bones within it, anatomically comparable to the tip of your finger. The oldest equines, this is additional information if your bean's not completely freaked out, the oldest equines have five toes. As the species evolved, horses gradually dropped their digit number down to four, three, and then just one. Like their ancient ancestors, modern horses have the genes for five toes. Get the fuck out. So these are fingers. When you look at a horse, I want you to imagine head, neck, torso, and then four galloping, cantering, powerful, long, fuzzy fingers. With ending in fingernails that are the hooves, which, by the way, horseshoes sound real, real bad now. Uh, They sounded not great before. The whole process looked kind of yucky. I understand it does provide protection. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, you probably don't want to be walking around directly on your fingernails. But yes, these are fingers now that are on these horses. So it's fun. Now you can do it with your hand 
or you make your hand down in a little walking monster. And that's kind of what a horse is, if you think about it. A big finger-having walk monster. So Wait, so their head is a finger, too? No, you goofball. The head's a head. The rest of it's, though, fingers all the but way But if down. you had asked me, Griffin, I can't assume that anymore, because you had asked me 10 minutes ago, and I told you their legs were legs. Yeah, and the heads like, are... Your fingers are legs, and their the, tail is a finger, and their head's the number, a finger. The number, one, the number one test scientists use for something's a finger is, if you cut it off, does the thing die? And if you cut a horse's head off, it will die. So it can't be a finger. Can't possibly be mm-hmm. a finger. And it's also, actually- if you point at a horse and say, hey, do they point their hand at you or their head at you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you go to a horse and you're like, give me five, and the horse is like, no. Yeah. Please. That's why. Because no. he, please, anything. But I can never leave a bro hanging. If but my please. math is correct, though, each thing, each appendage, we'll call it that, has four finger bones in it. So if you asked a horse for five, it would get pretty confused. It could give you eight or four. Otherwise, it's going to give you a full five or a full four, and that's going to destroy your hand, by the way, and then try to figure out a way to just get one finger bone up on you. (sighs) This is a challenging episode, just mentally. One, are we all haunted? Two, horses are running around on their fingers. Loving it, though. But... They're not think like this is li- linguistic nonsense. They're legs. You can't just say something's fingers. <laughs> we all know what that is. Didn't know you were a horse bonologist. No, I'm just saying you can't. Oh, it's it's interesting, Justin. I didn't know you're so talented in so many different ways. I didn't know you also were had a horse bonology degree. Where so. did you just, study? Where did you study, Justin John Hopkins? The school of hard knocks. I learned. I've learned the hard way. The, the, Them's his legs. <laughs> They're not fingers. You can't trick me. How come Johns Hopkins is called Johns Hopkins? Is it referring? Does it? Does John possess a Hopkins? <laughs> Christ Almighty. Anyway, should we go to the money zone? <laughs> His parents named him John's. All right. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> so here comes the money zone. <laughs> hey, folks. Uh, if you want to... Uh, freshen up your look for the new year, but you have no idea where to start. Uh, I cannot recommend Stitch Fix enough. It's a new way to shop for clothes. They do all the work for you. You go online, you answer some questions about your favorite styles and budget, and it doesn't say fabric allergies on here, but I'm assuming that's part of it. And uh, your personal stylist will pick five pieces based on your preference. They send you a box, and you look at the stuff, you try the stuff on, and you only keep the stuff that you, uh, or you only pay for the stuff you keep. The rest of the stuff you put in a, a bag that comes with the box, and the bag is all pre-postage paid and everything, and then you ship it right back to them, the stuff you don't like. And they um, they take your feedback on the box, and then they do better next time, which I think is something we should all strive to do and follow in Stitch Fix's example. It's not a subscription thing. You just pay for the clothes that you like. Um, and uh, I, I have been using this service for a long time. Sid's been using it. For uh, maternity clothes, and they've sent a lot of stuff to her that she's really dug. Uh, it's it's hard to find really uh, uh, 
great maternity stuff, but they have a really good hit rate. Um, I think the last box she kept everything. Everything. Yeah, my last two, my last two boxes I've kept everything. I'm wearing a Stitch Fix shirt right now. Um, they are, they are. I don't know. I don't know how they like. I mean, you you fill out a survey about like what your style is and you know your fit and everything, but it's kind of like magic how well they've got me kind of pegged. And it's interesting too the stuff that you there's been some stuff where I'm like ah, I'm not so sure and I tried on like yeah I guess this is me yeah. or this is the me I'm going to strive to be this is the like, an aspirational shirt sure um you can and, uh, you can get started now at stitchfix.com/slash/my-brother and you'll get twenty five percent off when you keep all five items that's stitchfix.com/slash/my-brother one more time stitchfix.com/slash/my-brother I want to tell you about Quip uh, let's be honest none of us do enough for our teeth. Our teeth have always been there for us, chomping stuff, biting stuff, protecting our tongue. And yet, what do we do for them? Well, it's time. It's time for you to work together with your teeth. 20 Collaborate Teen, work with your teeth. Uh, you should brush your teeth at least two minutes twice a day, but do you? No. Oh my God, no. Wowzers, no. <laughs> yeah. That's four minutes. What am I supposed to? Uh, come on. I got, I'm a busy man. So you're going to want to find out about Quip. So Quip is the new electric toothbrush. It, it packs just the right amount of vibrations and everything into a very slim, cool-looking, stylish design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. I am a big fan. It has now become uh, the brush I both use every day and travel with um, because it is it is compact enough to bring your electric toothbrush with you without feeling like it's taking up all kinds of room. It's a sexy no, little like, electric toothbrush. Base. Yeah, it's great. And it's got a mount that goes right on the mirror, so it keeps it up off of everything and leaves you some counter space there. Um, and you can get new brush heads delivered every three months for just $5, and then it's including free shipping. So uh, Quip starts at just $25, and right now, when you go to getquip.com slash brother, you get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's a free refill pack at getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash brother. Go check it out. Um, I have a Jumbotron here, and that is that I want you all to search for Matinee Manatees on iTunes, Stitcher, or at matineemanatees.com. Um, if you listen to podcasts to help you fall asleep, but you keep getting startled or you wind up staying awake because you don't want to miss anything interesting, you may want to try Matinee Manatees. It's, it's a podcast that is specifically designed to fall asleep to. Uh, it's hosted underwater, and I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, fuck yeah, uh, by a rotating cast of half-ton aquatic mammals. They mix the peaceful sounds of marine ambiance with low-pitched discussions of old movies you've already seen, and the episodes are real long to help you fall asleep. Uh, it's free on iTunes, Stitcher, or once again at matineemanatees.com. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity... Uh, it's a message from your friendly neighborhood mods, and it's for Awful Squad Junior. Hell yeah! And all the honorary Wigglers out there. Ready up, Wigglers. It's time to spread some laughs. Can you believe we have a community of people playing video games who all rank goofs higher than skills? Here's to many more good, good bike stunts, impromptu turn coding, hilarious ragdolls, and making peace using only Wiggles. We love and support you and are sending you all the virtual hugs. That's from uh, Awful Squad Junior which is the, I would say, partner 
in a uh, a web series called Awful Squad that we do over at Polygon. Um, you should go check that out. It's and, so and see. much fun. They're half. The, they're they're literally half the reason that it's such a fun thing to do. And they are the one hundred in the one yeah. versus one hundred of Awful Squad. I think they're more than ha- I think they're a, a, the 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 majority share. It's a really really fun community and a really cool uh, thing that we do live every Tuesday. Um, I have one more jumbotron here. This one's for Sam and Nick, and it's from Anita, who says, "Congrats on your engagement. Since I introduced you to the McElroys." Uh, and deserve partial credit for the events that introduced you to each other, I thought this was the perfect way to send my love. I'm thrilled you found each other, and I truly can't wait to rage at your wedding. Here's to a long and joyous future together. I'm hoping they're using ra- rage in, like, the colloquial fun, like, let's let's day rage and not, like, I'm going to be infected with the rage virus. And I am going to attack your grandma. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come right at her, and you will not be able to stop me. And then it'll spread. It always spreads. And I'm sorry, but I am looking forward to it. I am looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Thrilled about it. Your grandma's not going to be. Podcasts. 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 (laughs) They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like Like this. this. Like this. Like this. But let's face it. All that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. How about a Yahoo? I love that, Griffin. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is one from Level 9000, Yadru Druid, Drew Davenport. Uh, Thank you, Drew. It's Yadru Answers user D who asks, and this is not the setup for a joke, but it could be. Isn't everything we do on this podcast that? Anyway. Why do people from New Jersey ski in their jeans? I don't know. Why do they? I fucking just said. Why do people from New Jersey ski in their jeans? I don't know. Why do they? This is tough. (laughs) This is tough. I mean, it's tough because Travis is antagonizing me. But it's also, you got to put on a sort of nylon, snow-resistant ski pant. Because if not, the snow... Oh, okay. Well, Travis, have at it. What if you got some really cool-looking jeans? No, I know you want to show the jeans off, but there's a time and a place. I don't... When somebody goes zooming past you on those beautiful, slippery rails that we do call skis, you know, however fast skis go, like 60 miles an hour, I don't think they're going to stop and smell the jeans. You know what I mean? The The only reason you couldn't wear jeans... Is because you're going to fall into the snow and get them wet, correct? Correct. I mean, yes. That's if you fall down. Yes, thank you. This is what I'm saying. If I'm going to carve the slopes and I'm not going to fall, I can wear whatever the fuck I want. So New Jerseyans, you're saying, are just exemplary skiers. They do not. They're just great skiers who can wear jeans because they're not going to fall and get their jeans all shitty with snow. Mm. They're going to carve the slopes. They're going to land. They're going to zoom right into the lodge or whatever and uh, have some French onion soup and just kick yep. it. It's like it's like if you were like a duelist who only wore white because you know you won't show blood. You know, that kind Th- of thing. Like, yeah, this is my thank bold. you. Yes. Yes. This is the New Jersey shot call. Yeah. Of like, I shall not be falling down. I will meet you at the bottom at, I don't know, either the lodge or maybe like Bubba Gump Shrimp. We haven't made plans. Damn, that's a cool ski mountain if it's got a Bubba Gump shrimp on it. Well, you know, you get hungry and you want to 
get some, I don't know. I've never been to a Bubba Gump shrimp, but I assume there's shrimp there. Yeah, there's a lot of it, Traff. I can confirm. They got it probably will come as a great surprise to literally no one that I have uh, been to a Bubba Gump <laughs> shrimp company before. Yeah, Traff, they got probably. shrimp. They got all kinds of shrimp. Steamed shrimp. Uh-huh. Hot, Here we go. hot shrimp. Fuck, this is good. Good shrimp. <laughs> good shrimp. Little Poison sh- shrimp. Little shrimp. Aggressive shrimp. Boneless shrimp. <laughs> okay, listen. Straight up. If you own a restaurant, please start advertising boneless shrimp. Please. It's please. important that you do That's this. so funny. I, I went skiing one time, and I didn't take. They had classes, which I think in retrospect, I wish I had forced the issue. I asked about them, and no one in my party wanted to do the classes because they all loved it. Was yours also a church thing? Because I've only been once and it was a church thing. No, it was a bunch of of, uh, uh, junior doctors. And I was getting out there, and I basically was at the top of the hill without knowledge of, of how to ski. I knew pizza and French fries was one where if you make your skis like French fries, you go. And if you make them like in a triangle that could hold pizza, that they stop. I sorry, I learned. They told me that, and then I, what I did after that was I just sort of slid down the hill on my belly and <laughs> one one time, like and a then graceful I, like penguin. Um, no, sort of like a dead penguin and i just sort of slid down the hill like an idiot yeah and then i got i like pounded my way back up in my stupid boots back up to the place we were staying and the relief i felt knowing that the skiing was a part of my life Mm. was behind me and that there would never be skiing in the future is a relief that I have not experienced before or since. And I've kind of thought, like, should I go skiing again just so I can experience the exhilaration and luxury of the feeling of not skiing immediately Mm -hmm. after skiing? Um, I went once with church, and to continue Justin's sort of wonderful analogy earlier, I had myself a, a, a veritable pizza party uh, it was the only way I did it. I got yelled at. I tried a medium, what is it, blue circle slope. Um, and I got yelled at by somebody who's zooming by a lot faster. Like, you need to learn how to do this. Um, which That's I would have. Why is that yelling, though? Um, I think the problem is that if they called, I was like in high school. And I wasn't going to get on something called a bunny slope to learn how to do the thing. I wish it was called something a little bit less insulting for, you know, teens. Something like, you know, the cool the cool slope or the um the oh shit, if they had called it the ice trial and it's like, oh, if you want to ride if you want to take one of the trails, you have to pass the ice trial. And then maybe you got a badge at the end of it. Um that would definitely be my jam. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of problems with skiing. I, I, I have never been, uh, skiing and, and the reason is, um, I, I like to be very introspective and think about myself. What do I know about myself? What are my core truths? And one of those core truths is that I have zero interest in going skiing. I just, there's nothing. I don't like being outside my house when it's cold, let alone 
looking down an incline uh, at what must be almost certain death, and mm-hmm. it's cold, and or I have big certain, sticks tied to my feet. If not death, cert, like certain wet jeans. Because now that I think yeah. back, I was wearing my, je- my jeans. Yeah, uh, and, and they were. And those were Jinkos at the time, so. They were probably Jinkos, Travis, yes. And the problem with Jinkos is that they look fucking excellent, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. But those big leg holes are essentially welcoming snow mouths that just gobble mm-hmm. the stuff up and deposit it directly on my calves, thighs, and business. And uh, I, I'm just saying at the end of the day, I took off the Jinkos and there were two perfectly sized sort of leg molds inside of it made out of snow. Uh, you could have made the bottom half of a very convincing Griffin snowman. And not just convincing, anatomically correct. My wiener got really weird. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah, thanks. I, I, was, I was not sure what you were uh, sort of talking about. Yeah, the snow made it really weird. How about another yeah, question? Give, give you a weird dick. Yeah, it's great. Um, here is one. Every time my family gets together, they mention this woman named Anne. They never say anything that Anne has said or done, just how much they hate her. I used to theorize to my cousins about who Anne could be, but once they turned 16, they started talking about Anne too. <laughs> Why do all the members of my massive extended family who are 16 and over know and hate this woman? What did Anne do? Should I ask who she is or wait a year? So that I turn 16, please help from mystified about MIF members in Massachusetts. What, what could your, what could you possibly learn at? So what, what's, why would there be an age gate on it? The only thing I could think is that your family is all vampires. Uh huh. And that when you turn 16, you learn the truth of the matter. And that Anne Anne is and is it, well, possibly there's a libel situation and is Anne Rice, Talk a bunch of shit, or Anne is just a uh, you know a famous vampire hunter, uh, or vice versa. It might be that Anne is a famous vampire. Your family is a family of hunters. I don't want to sure. speculate because it could go either way, and you're the next generation. He, maybe you will finally be the one who takes down Anne. Uh, have well, you noticed you... your family gets smaller and smaller every year? I mean, here's the thing: it's got to be that their family's vampire hunters, and Anne's a vampire because we know that this person's not a vampire because they type this thing into a computer and emailed it. Okay. And I'm, I get real fucked up if I think about a vampire who can also use, like, search the web. Yeah, I can't deal with that. I don't really like that. I don't think that happens in Twilights where, you know, Edward's like, hold on, let me get a... If he did, it would be on, like, Alta Vista or some, like, old yeah. bullshit. But, yeah, and you never see, you know, Castlevania. Dracula's like, hold up. Gotta look up a, you know, a new recipe for poison. What uh uh Yesterday, my wife was watching the last 20 minutes of the last Twilight movie. How was it? And I was emptying the dishwasher, and she kept telling me context on the things that were happening, and I couldn't leave because I was emptying the dishwasher. So I was a captive audience for just seeing the la- end of this movie with like a, bu- like a bunch of, of uh, lore, and it didn't seem real to me that they had gotten to that point in four movies. It seemed like maybe the 30th movie would contain all the incredible truths. Did you know the werewolf in that movie got decided to marry a little girl? That's a thing? He imprinted on her and said he was going to marry her, and she's like, six? That's no good. That's, a, that's, in, that's in it. That's in it. What other reason could Anne be a bad person that you don't know about until you turn 16? Why is your birthright 
knowing the truth about Anne. I've got it. Anne okay. is just the name that they hear until they turn 16 when the true name is revealed, Cthulhu. All right. So they hate the deep one. I assume this is an unspeakable one kind of scenario. Yes. Maybe Anne is code for you. <laughs> no. They can't trust you with the secret when until you're 16. And then, boy, that is going to be a rough, yeah. a rough happy sweet 16 bu- party. Happy though. birthday. Happy birthday. Your Anne. No, that's no, not it's probably it. not that one. That's, that's not, not it. I do enjoy, I'm still hung up on the idea of vampire hunters whose idea of hunting the the one vampire they know about is just to t- sit around and talk shit about them. Because yeah, that is, if you think about it, vampire hunters do have downtime. That is almost certainly like, man, fucking Dracula. That guy. I, I can't even with that idiot anymore. Uh, okay, but I hate his guts. Real talk. If I wake up in the middle of the night from a horrible vision where I find out that I'm the chosen one, once in a generation, I'm supposed to go out and slay vampires. I got like a lot of stuff going on right now and also don't want to be killed by a vampire because I would not be good sure. at this. This would also probably be my MO. I would not go out staking hand holy water in my... In you know a camelback or something like that, ready to ready to slay, um, because again, I don't want to be dead from a vampire bites. But mm-hmm. so what I'd probably do is just like, hey, I don't know if you guys know about vampires, but they are real buttholes. This would sort of I would get on Twitter and subtweet vampires before I go out and try. Because I also don't want to. Is it still murder? Because my answer is, yeah, kind of. Yeah, probably. You could go to their bank and just be like, hey, <laughs> this guy's a vampire. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great way to kill vampires. Blow up their spot everywhere. Like, they're just, just like walking spot. down the street and you're just driving slowly next to them in your car with the windows down. Like, hey, everybody, that's a vampire. Uh, I'm sorry, but Dr. Acula has been coming to this branch for many years <laughs> and we've never had any problems with him. We're going to have to ask you to leave. He's a treasured. He's a treasured customer. Um, Juice, will you do this next question before we wrap up? Uh, Happily, Griff. Just now, in the airport restroom, a man a few urinals down from me stopped peeing, moved one urinal over to his left, and then continued to pee. Why did he do this? That's from Befuddled in the bathroom. Let's just, let's just, should we just round robin? Just list a reason why you would do it. Because we've all been there. The urinal is full. The urinal is full, Travis says. Justin, you got one? He saw that there was a new urinal cake in the next one, and he just couldn't resist the temptation to destroy it. Yeah. I mean, urinal spider. You see one, you gotta go. It's probably one of those three. I mean, it also could be a game in in Japan. When I was there for my honeymoon, there's some places that have, like, games built into the toilet. Um mm-hmm. Where, you know, you pee and maybe you're peeing on a target or it's measuring your sort of fluid and then you get a high score. Maybe he already beat the game, mm-hmm. wanted a fresh save file, maybe a new game plus, pop <laughs> pop one over. Maybe it's a different game. He's like, oh, no, this one's a driving game. I want a punching game. And so he went over to play a different uh, piss game. Maybe he <laughs> realized right in the middle that it wasn't a urinal at all, but in fact a mimic. Who is trying to eat him. A nasty mimic who loves pee-pee. Yeah. Maybe he filled it up. Travis That was the first one said I said. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just agreeing. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to lend a little credence to my brother. Yeah. Maybe he did fill it up. 
<laughs> Maybe there's borrowers in it, and they didn't see him at first. He was like, oh, sorry, little friend. <laughs> sorry, I pissed on you. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Let me scoot one over. Piss, piss, piss. Oh, there's one in here, too. It's okay. I knew it was risky when I moved in here. I, I knew that this was going to come with the territory. Maybe his goal was to try to pee in all of them in the same thing, and he just didn't, like, he didn't pace yeah. himself well enough. I, I mean, I mean, that's, maybe he was playing Pokemon Go, and there was a ghastly, like, four feet to his left. Did you see a Guinness World Records person next to him, like, you'll never do it. <laughs> Not with that stream. Question to you, enclose your zone before you transfer, or do you let her ride? Well, they, cl- they, I mean, they said they stopped peeing, which is good. That's a mercy. Yeah, that's obviously you want that to be done. But what I'm saying is there's a few steps after that. Mm. Well, yeah, put- you got to make, you got to make the audible whoop sound as you move over to the next one. Do you, did he, I'm asking if he put his zone away before he transferred or was it a full, was he trying to keep his combo meter going maybe? And he wanted to, <laughs> you know, f- complete the gap. <laughs> I assume it went like this. He left it out. He looked to his left. He was like, Doug? Doug, is that you? Here? And then went over to that one and started peeing in it. I don't think he put his wiener away. But I do think he recognized the urinal and thought oh, it would okay. be rude rude to not go pee in it. Yeah. It's got to be that or the borrower or you filled it up. It's, <laughs> it's, either he re- it's either he had filled it up, there was a borrower in it, or he recognized the urinal and called it by name. <laughs> If you know the urinal and you're friends with it enough to know its name, then do you not want to do the business in <laughs> You it? don't want to deny the urinal its purpose. Yeah, I guess I mean, that's, that's what true. it's there for. Yes, it's true. Man. Everything's just so political these days. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, I think we can all agree that this was a podcast. Yep. I, we made there's a guarantee no- at the beginning. Yeah. You're going to hear. Now it's going to end. There's a beginning, middle, end. And the middle was when we sold advertisements. And then before was everything before it. And the end was everything after it. And yeah. then you heard roughly an hour of three people talking. So you That's know, a podcast. That's a podcast, baby. Cut and print. Walk us out, Juice. Thank you for listening. We, we really appreciate you. Sorry about, I mean, everything. But, you know. Sickness and traveling and everything, and we missed last week, and we're just real sorry. But we'll do better. We'll do a better job in 2018. I don't know because uh, I've been sick literally every day of 2018 so far. Yeah. So it would be yeah, I would I miss having a good, cool, functioning, non-medicine sort of poisoned brain. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, everybody who sent in questions. We've never done that before, but thanks. Yeah, uh, especially thank the you. Yeah, so, you all saved me from having to wander into that fucking pit myself, and I, <laughs> I, I sure do appreciate you. Mabimbam at MaximumFun.org is the address if you want to send a, a query there. In that same vein, I want to say thank you to everybody who came out uh, at Sketchfest to see uh, my shows. They all went very well. Um, thank you for coming. I wanted to let everybody know that um, January 25th, I'm going to be in the John and Gene show in Brooklyn. Uh, I'll be tweeting about that. Jesus, uh, Travis. I, yeah, it's John Hodgman and uh, Gene Gray, and I'm, I'm going to do that. And then we have the cruise coming up 
in February, February 18th through the 25th. Um, Joko Cruise, it's going to be super fun. You can find that out at jococruise.com. I want to thank Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. They got awesome shows that you're just going to love that my brothers are going to tell you about because I'm about to cough, which I'm going to edit out. Heat Rocks. Um, there's a new one on the network. From John Roderick. Friendly Fire, it is called, um, where they talk about uh, like war movies. Um, I was just talking with Roderick about it yesterday. It sounds super interesting. How is that, dude? I miss him. Doing good. He was sick for a couple days, but now he's better and has a really cool shirt. Well, he so, got that for... Do you get cool shirts? If you get a cool shirt when you get over an illness, then I've got the coolest shirt ever coming coming my way. Hey, speaking of John Roderick, thanks to that good dude for letting us use our theme song, It's a Departure, off the Long Winters album, Putting the Days to Bed. It's a really, really fantastic album that uh, you're just going to love. And uh, that's going to do it for us, folks, this week. So thank you for listening. And uh, Griffin's got one final Yahoo to sort of take us out on. Yeah, this final one was sent in by Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It's Yahoo Answers user Gangster Ghost who asks, Do you believe in Da Vinci Code? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, we'd like to talk to you about our new podcast on Maximum Fun, Friendly Fire. It's the podcast about action movies and Sylvester Stallone specifically. (laughs) It's, It's the show I've always wanted to make. It is not that. It is not that at all. It's a little bit more of a war movie podcast. It's not a little bit more of a war movie podcast. It is explicitly a war movie podcast. We look at them from all sides and put them in a variety of cultural and historical contexts such that anyone is going to enjoy this show. So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts.